heavy track today. Yeah, not vibing risky lettuce, getting sinker vibes. I don't know, says on the Tab app she's firming. Don't just vibe it, get expert tips in Tab's new race feed. Tab, we're on. What are you really gambling with? Racing Pulse with Michael Felgate. Morning, Alex, you well? Yeah, very well, thanks. Michael, how are you? Very well indeed. Uh, no doubt this is an exciting week for everyone involved with the stable because uh, it's a, a huge opportunity for yourself and the connections to have a, a filly who's been racing so well, a genuine contender in a Group 1 on Saturday. Yeah, very excited. Um, she just continues to improve and every time we raise the bar she seems to come come with it. So look, it's obviously a, a, a big task on Saturday and a pretty unconventional last six weeks six weeks to say the least but um, we believe she's in really good order and we'll we'll go better than her price suggests. Well I was going to say that like uh, was there a, a reason why um, you've given her a six week break between that race at Sandown into the thousand guineas? Well after the Sandown run uh, the Caulfield hand up the as, thousand guineas yeah. Yeah so after the um, Sandown run last start against the, the quality field she was up against we thought that the guineas would be an appropriate target but I just didn't think I'd get another couple of runs into her. She is just a little filly. She's done such a good job, and we had to make the decision um, as to whether or not we, we'd um, give her a couple of runs and potentially go over the, you know, push, push her over the threshold or, or come into the race a bit fresher. And we decided to maybe come in a bit fresher. We gave her 10 days off after the Sandown run. And, um, look, we, we're confident she's fit. I say unconventional because it hasn't been done historically and uh, obviously it's the first year where they've pushed the 1,000 guineas back, so maybe that might see a little bit of a uh, changing in the preparations. I see Mike Baroni's horse and even uh, Archie's horse have had a jump out between runs and they're not far off our preparation. So, look, um, we were sort of dictated to by the program and, uh, yeah, we're, we're happy at the moment. And... I mean, if you just looked at the form line of that race at Sandown, that's the race that Zardozzi uh, came through. Uh, she was unlucky, as were a number of runners in that race, including Anna's Dream, who didn't get much room. And you've run Karina Queen, uh, who was one of your competitors on Saturday, very close, and there's an argument to say you probably shouldn't have beaten her, yet she's half your price on Saturday. Yeah, we're, we're really um, of the opinion if we got clear galloping room at Sandown, we were probably the horse to take out of that event. Uh, she's only a little filly. She got Polax for 300 metres, and um, you know all the all the fillies are pretty similar this time of year. I think uh, Maroney's horse and Mitch Friedman's horse are probably the two that are uh, ahead above the rest. But um, you know, through through Graham Begg's horse and my filly, I think you can draw a draw a line between them all. You confident about the mile with Enna's Dream? Oh, not not really. She's by winning Rupert. I mean, mm. we take a lot of data and we do a lot of tests on our horses in preparation to getting him to the races and look we think she will run a mile but there's probably no better opportunity to find out than a than a million and a half dollar group one who rides here on saturday jake noonan will stick with her he's done a done a great job and he's you know very loyal to to my stable so pretty keen to keep him on that filly yeah it's a great opportunity for for jake as well well the final field and the barriers which will be all important will be revealed a little later if you could draw your perfect gate what would it be one or two. Yep. One or two. Land straight in the spot and do no work. That'd be lovely. How did you get in his dream? Did you purchase her at the sales? Yeah, we gave um, gave twenty two grand for her at last year's Vobus Gold Sale, and um, being by winning Rupert, I thought, oh, we might be able to get our hands on a, a kosher thousand metre filly, and she just continued to improve. But 
Um, you know, can't can't say enough for her or to her um, her will to be a racehorse. She's very genuine, and that's why I'm confident. Uh, you know, without being a great winning hope on Saturday, she'll um, put in a mighty performance. And if she can finish in the first five or six, we'll be really happy. And how big is it for your stable? I know you've been training for a few years now, but you've been a, a young trainer who hit the headlines in Cup Week. I don't know how many years ago it was now, uh, maybe five or six, and you've had a couple of nice horses, but to consistently get city and group horses is no doubt what you're aiming for and to get more owners into the camp. Yeah, of course. We run a reasonably small operation. We have a 24-horse cap on it, and, um, you know, the... the the game, the the goal from our perspective is to increase our quality, and I think we're really starting to improve on that front. Um, you know, we've got a got a couple of really nice uh, horses in the stable, got a couple of stakes performed horses. So, you know, as we can continue to deliver at a higher higher level, hopefully the support comes with it. And is it um, obviously financially viable to have a, a a team that is, I suppose, so um, boutique uh, or select just twenty four runners? Yeah, it is. I mean, I'm very fortunate. We've got great staff and I work closely with my brother. And, um, you know, I think fundamentally it needs to be enjoyable, especially when you're 28 years of age like myself. When when it's fun, um, mm. it's really all you think about. And when we've got up to the mid-30s, it's been a bit overwhelming and we thought we'd rather stick with the 24, do the job as good as we can, not miss a beat, and um, really just focus on the horses that are going to, um, return something for, for their owners and then in turn, you know, there's nothing nothing easier than getting out of bed when you've got a Enna's Dream or a Shock'em over to, to walk into um, on any given morning. And when do we uh, see Shock'em over again or has he done his job during the spring? No, he he went to Sydney and was fantastic and um, he put his hand up as being a genuine stakes horse there, I think. So we've just kept him in work um, for, till now and We've got the Sandown Classic in the back of our mind. If the horse gives us any reason at all um, to, to go to the paddock, we'll certainly take the conservative approach. But we just feel the horse is up to that standard of racing. And if he can get his rating up sufficiently this spring, it'll put us in a really good position um, for the next 12 months. So, look, he's a day-to-day proposition, but he's really thrived off that Sydney run. And, um, yeah, we'll just continue to look after him. And if all things go well in the next fortnight, we might see him in the Sandown Classic. Yeah, it's exciting times ahead. Uh, I see you've got a few other entries this week, including Electric Bell and the Dunkel Cup or at Mooney Valley. So um, have you got another winner for us? Um, no, no. The rest of them are all sort of knocking on the door without uh, being too confident. But, um, yeah, hopefully they can run well. We've got a couple in on Saturday, uh, Sunday, Geelong. So, no, nothing I'll steer anyone into, but they're, they're all going well and they're, they're fit and healthy. Well, we wish you all the best with Enna's dream. Fingers crossed you get that gate you're after and she can uh, do yourself and the connections proud. For $22,000, she's already exceeded expectations. So well done. Thanks, Michael. Enna's dream uh, goes around in the Schweppes 1,000 guineas on Saturday. We'll take a quick break.